Happy hump day, people. Curtis Wilkerson, Scotty Bordelon, coming to you with episode four of the pod at the Palace from the United State Sports Headquarters here in downtown Fayetteville. Listen, we're, we're going to do our due diligence here, okay? We're going to get you primed up with everything you need to know about Arkansas and Ole Miss, and this matchup on the road for the Razorbacks. But I think we're also smart enough to know that many of you care as much about that at the moment as, as Arkansas appears to care about getting its teeth kicked in on a, on a nightly basis here I in the SEC. I think that's very fair. I mean, we, we get it, okay? So we're going to preview it. But uh, we're also going to take a little time to maybe overreact to some of Eric Musselman's comments from his radio show at, at Sassy's on, uh, on Monday night. Um, since he did not speak to media ahead of the team heading to Oxford, uh, so we didn't get a presser with him. Uh, Scotty and I are, are going to play a, a game or two that I have not given him any time to prep for, so I'm, I'm sure that'll go well. And uh, rumor has it he might have something for I've me got too. Some so for you too. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, let, let's let's get into it, Scotty. Look, man, Ole Miss, whatever. I, they're 15 and three overall. They're two and three in SEC play. Uh, the Rebels are 11 and 0 at home. Impressive record. Um, I'm just going to throw you into the fire here. Like, if Arkansas is going to win this game at Ole Miss, what has to happen? Uh, Tremont, Mike, Tremont, Mark might have to score 70. <laughs> pull a uh, pull a Joel Embiid, <laughs> maybe. Um, I mean, we also uh, before I even get into that question or get into the answer, you and I teamed up for a four point play, some written content. If you're interested in written content, how about that? It, like, it felt really good to write a story or. <laughs> yeah parts of a story uh, for the first time in about three weeks. That was that felt really good. Needed that. We dove into four things that we're going to be watching for. My top thing, um, if I, I think I I think I you know labeled it the right way or or ranked them the right way, I think that's the right word. Um, is who can compliment Tremont Mark on offense? I mean you look Great at question. The, you look at the you look at the Texas A and M game that Arkansas won. Um, yeah Tremont Mark was Incredible. I think mm -hmm. on the postgame show, I channeled future and said sensational several <laughs> times. But um, L. Ellis was like kind of right there, right hand man, um, a wingman, so to speak. Gave him, gave him 15 points, um, you know, several assists. And Arkansas needs secondary sources of offense because a lot of times, especially uh, in a South Carolina game, it was a lot of watch Tremont Mark see if he can get a bucket. And there's like no off-ball movement. There's no body movement. Um, it's just really, really stagnant. Uh, watching Tremont Mark just go one on which, which he's got. I think he's got a pro-level bag. So a lot yeah. of times he can he can get what he wants uh, when he puts his head down and tries to get to the rim or get to his spots or whatever. But they need somebody else to to compliment him in the worst way. And um, you met you wrote about Trevin Brazil too. Did I think that. Trevin Brazil has to. Um, Pulse check for Trevor Brazil. You know, we did on the first pod, I think, um, yeah. or maybe it was the second one. I said pulse check for Caleb Battle. Uh, we haven't seen Caleb Battle do much of anything, um, you know, in SEC play. But I think Trevor Brazil is a big key. Maybe L. Ellis is 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 that guy. Um, I just think they've got to have somebody else that can that can step up and put the ball on the rim with with T Mark. Yeah, like I'm I'm to the point with the pulse check where like I've got the uh, the defibrillator like the paddles <laughs> and I'm ready to shock these guys back to life. Yes. I mean it's just been crazy. I I don't, Scotty. I don't actually think Ole Miss is very good. I I really don't. I know I keep saying yeah. that about teams, but like relative to their record, they're 15 and three, and they really haven't been that impressive. But I mean. 
neither was South Carolina, and they ran Arkansas off of, off of Nolan Richardson court. So right. um, I think my thing with this game is it feels like when you are you know, missing toughness and competitiveness and energy and effort and all those things that we have just been beating that dead horse about, uh, the last team you want to see is one coached by Chris Beard because they Correct. typically embody like all of those things. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Ole Miss has some nice wins. I, I mean, they beat Memphis. Arkansas didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, they beat Florida. Arkansas didn't do that. Uh, so, you know, some, some transitive things there, but uh, they got obliterated at Tennessee. They're coming into this game, having lost two straight games, uh, one at LSU and the other, they got blown out at Auburn over the weekend, which I think we knew that was coming. Oh, that one. Um, I, I still, don't know. I still did. I didn't take my own advice the night that the game happened. Yeah, don't second guess yourself, man. Like you were all over it right away. I mean, you told me even before we recorded uh, and put this stuff on the record, you were like, "Dude, whatever, like whatever the points are at Auburn, like I'm, I'm, I'm laying them." Because then the night of the game, the I didn't Rebels. do it. <laughs> yeah. How about that? And look, man, like don't don't get me wrong. Like this is this is a gettable uh, road game for an Arkansas team that shows up. Yeah. Um, but outside of of the inconsistencies, I, I really don't like the matchup at all um i don't know man like what do you think about this this backcourt for Ole miss because i see matthew morell i see alan flanagan i see uh the two murrays and jalen and brandon and that's yeah. four guards who can like all go get you one so you're saying terrifying. arkansas is playing guards that can play make that's right. That's trouble. That's trouble. <laughs> right, right away. Yeah, like if you you can't guard the perimeter, and now you've got four guys who are going to be hanging out around it, who can all create, uh, who are all, uh, aside from Jalen Murray, the guys that uh, Eric Musselman loves. They're six six. I love them. Yeah. Um, love it, their roster, dude. Just a bunch yeah. of six six guys. I love their roster too. Uh, to, to be to be you know pretty transparent here. I mean, I like you have to have. An A plus defensive game from Devo and Tremont Mark, like have they to. have to. Yeah. And then you're still kind of screwed at other positions. But, but like those guys have to be top notch defensively. They just have to. Yeah, for sure. And I wonder if it's a game where uh, Eric's just like, we need a third guard, third capable guard defender. And so he just throws Layden Blocker out there. I was I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's I wonder if that's gonna be the play. Um, because I don't think at this point, based on what data we have in front of us and what we've seen, I don't think L. Ellis can stay in front of no. uh, guards on a consistent basis. Um, Minifield's too Minifield, little. Minifield probably probably not either. Yeah, I mean, there's, this game. A, there's a size thing before you even get to the can he can he defend the ball. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if blockers would go. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be either. And, and we did two couple days ago, we were just like, yeah, blocker spot minutes. Yeah. And, but and but it, it's all game to game. Like that—that's the thing. Exactly. We, think, we we talk about these things in almost absolutes, but it's all very game to game. Oh, it's a hundred percent true. And I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but I'll go ahead and knock this one out. Like one of the things Musk talked about in his radio show, and usually like that's like propaganda radio, you know. Yeah. So it's whatever. <laughs> but I thought there were some pretty telling quotes. I know I was kind of texting you and, and Ellis like a play by play. Yeah, that was electric. Um, the, the the group <laughs> chat was on fire. Yeah, man. Uh, but I, I I found it interesting as I was going through some of that stuff is like, you know, Musk is talking about the rotation and he's saying, we're not going to keep doing the same things over and over. Like, we're not going to run the same lineup out there. Like, we're not going to play the same guys. Um, well, you haven't been doing that. Like, 
you haven't been doing this. The only consistent thing that you've been doing is continuing to try to mix it up, which I don't blame him for doing because yeah. that's one thing he said is like, dude, like we had to go 13 deep because we're trying to find guys who are going to play hard. Um, and so that's kind of the conundrum he finds himself in. So I'm with you. Like after you have a game like they had against South Carolina where that was the number one issue, like I, I imagine he's going to roll out the five guys who – you know, project the most effort and blockers, one of them. So yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. He could just be, he could just, you know, could be very game specific on certain matchups like T Mark and Devo on whoever, but it could just be a case of these are the five guys or three guys around T Mark and Devo. Cause I feel like you, you need them on the floor. Uh, you just maybe rewarding work behind closed doors type yeah. of type of lineup situation. I just, I really don't know what to expect with the lineup um, because I think, I think we're at the point where we're questioning, you know, we're questioning pretty much everything beyond T-Mart. I'm questioning right? myself, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Uh, so, it, at the, at, do you think he's at the point where that's maybe the way that he goes? He's got to be. Uh, because, you know, I, I thought, and I, I know we probably talked about this, after that Texas A&M game, um, he kind of went back to the to the OG lineup that got him started early in the year and, and probably the group that they'd use most consistently. And we thought... Like, dude, don't change it the rest of the year. Like, just yeah. keep rolling with that that same five guys, and, you know, you can mix and match in there, but that's got to be your crew. Well, that's just not going to happen. Like, I just know he's not going to do that. And, and my guess is L. Ellis is going to be the odd man out there, even though I don't know that he was the, the worst player on the floor. But uh, one thing, another thing from the radio show that stood out to me was, you know, Musk was asked about point guard play and the importance of that. And he was very quick to point out that against South Carolina, the game plan going in was to pick up their point guards in the backcourt right away. And he said, right away, we didn't do that. I did, so not, we're know, gonna, I did not know that. Exactly. So he said, we're going to find someone who will. So that tells me whatsoever. Um, we're going to be back to hashtag free L because that dude's going back to the bench because he yeah. started point guard and he wasn't <laughs> picking up his man. So, oh, you know, there we are. Uh, but then, I, I mean, I continue to look down the Ole Miss roster. And again, we won't spend a ton of time on these guys because I think the bigger issues is what Arkansas has going on. Yeah. But I know you're a fan, and I am too, of, of Jamin Brakefield at Ole Miss. I mean, he's 6'8", 220-pound forward who's killing it in SEC play. And theoretically, and this is something I wrote about in the four-point play, uh, this should be just an awesome matchup between him and Trevin Brazil at that power forward spot. Uh, but I'm worried that the Hogs are going to be at a disadvantage here and, and they might get exposed, and it, it's crazy to think about. But um, are you with me where I just feel like this is a a major key to the game? Yeah. Who's got the better B between Brakefield and Brazil? No, I, I'm definitely with you. And it's um, last weekend was worrisome for me because TB got – he ended up getting matched up a lot with BJ Mack. Yeah. Who's not like he's a mobile, he, like he's mobile for his size. Yes. But he's not like, I'm going to put the ball on the floor and do anything else with it. Like he can't make another move. Like mm -hmm. he's putting the ball on the floor and then a shot's going up. Um, TB had trouble, you know, getting getting out to him and then to, on BJ Mack. And then you look at Jamin Brakefield's numbers in the league play, dude. He's killing it. Hit, hit, yeah. He's shooting 40% on 15 attempts. Like it's not a, not a crazy number of attempts, but it's a, number that you have to respect like you have to respect anybody that's shooting 40 percent uh, in league play he draws a lot of fouls like he's almost five fouls per for per 40 minutes in league play and he's like he's almost like automatic at the free throw line so it's a guy that you can't like you've got to somehow like limit his three-point looks 
don't let him beat you off the dribble and also don't foul him because, you know, he's cash at the line anytime you send him there. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a mess. But, like, Auburn the other day, he didn't play that good. Breakfield yeah. didn't. I mean, he had seven. Um, part of that's probably playing in the jungles really damn hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Janai Broom, solid, yeah. I would say. Um, so is Jalen Williams. So like they just keep running yeah. those guys in there. But it's yeah. the same guy that put twenty two on on Tennessee and twenty eight on on Florida. So I mean he's he's more than capable. Dude. Um, and Arkansas's defense, I think we can all agree, is more than capable of making somebody look like an All American. That that is an absolute fact. And you talk about you know Arkansas's defense, and like I think Scotty, like there's a difference in a team that blocks a bunch of shots versus a team that's just that really protects the rim yes, at a high level. Yeah. And so I think that's a classic example in this game. Like Arkansas blocks a bunch of shots. They're fourth in the country in block percentage. Ain't nobody worried about going to the rack on the Razorbacks. Like no, nobody's sweating that. No. They're they're thriving on it. Ole Miss leads the nation in block percentage and it's legit. I mean they got Musa Cisse, the seven footer who started at Memphis and then he went to Oklahoma State. He's over there. Uh one of the best Rim protecting bigs in the country, they've got Jamarian Sharp, seven foot five kid from Western Kentucky. I he without looking, I'm guessing he leads the country in block shots. He, he blocks everything. He leads the country in block rate. Yeah, so you, yeah, right. And so you've got both of those guys, and they platoon. So like, at any point in the game, one of those guys is going to be out there hovering around under the basket, and then you got those three guards, and you got Breakfield out there. I mean. Again, like I think they're vulnerable, but for a first-year team with Chris Beard, like it's a pretty solid roster, and it just kind of like, dude, their strengths are just Arkansas's weaknesses, and that's yeah. what really bothers me about this. Yeah, uh, Chris Beard did a good job with roster construction. He I did. Think, like he got he got guys that are difficult to maintain on the perimeter, and then guys around the rim that you don't want to see. That's right. I mean, and it, he. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off no, there. No, you're good. Go ahead. But it's on my mind right now because I asked Muss a while back um, when that temporary restraining order went through that uh, that made all those second-time transfers eligible immediately without needing that waiver. I remember that, yeah, yeah. I asked Muss about that, and he was teeing off about it, and this oh, is why I asked him. Oh, he went off for like him. five minutes. Yeah, because they didn't pursue those guys who might have had to sit for a year. Like They went by design because the theory was uh, you get one free transfer, and after that like you're going to have to have a crazy kind of hardship to get approved. Uh, so they didn't pursue any of those guys. I remember when Musa Cisse hit the portal, and I thought, man, he'd be a great fit at Arkansas. I asked if they were going after him. Nah, he's not going to be eligible. He's going to his third school. He's not a grad. They didn't pursue him. And so this guy wasn't eligible for Ole Miss early on. Now he is. Brandon Murray, we remember him freshman year at LSU. Yep. He was great. Then he goes to Georgetown, 6'5", physical guard. He fits the mold. Arkansas didn't pursue him for the same reasons. Yeah. And now they get this uh, this waiver gets passed, and all of a sudden Ole Miss adds that kind of depth to their lineup, and it's just like, damn, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here we go, yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'm looking at, right now, I'm looking at um, CBB Analytics, mm-hmm. and they've got, you know, team shot charts. You can alternate between what a team does. You can look at their – their offensive work, like where they shoot the ball well from. And you can also do it defensively so you can see, like, which areas of the floor that they're defending the best. Um, for the season, Ole Miss has given up 58% at the rim, which is below NCAA average or D1 average. And then on all other attempts in the lane, so, like, outside the restricted area but in the lane, uh, they're giving up 38.5%, which is also below D1 average. So it's an Arkansas team that we talk about all the time that doesn't have just a great deal of toughness, if any. 
and then you're going up against an Ole Miss team that protects the paint extremely well right extremely well so that's a that's, that's a that's a very big concern of mine going yeah. into this game it's I, just I think is can Arkansas score points in the paint consistently exactly. I just don't think they can yeah and I I looked like when I was initially looking at uh Ken Palm earlier and I saw Ole Miss's adjusted defensive efficiency and I was like what the hell is going on here like they're 26 spots worse than Arkansas the culprit is they give up a ton of offensive rebounds, and this is something yep. else that, that you wrote about, so I, I definitely want you to touch on that. But, like, don't be fooled by that because this team is tough. They're physical. They can test. They're really good around the rim. They just don't seem to close possessions. The question is, can Arkansas take advantage of it? I mean, there's nothing that's telling me that Arkansas is going to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the opportunity is there. I just don't know how this team does. This team just doesn't do well when opportunities present themselves. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But like right. going into it, um, Arkansas is dead last in SEC games in offensive rebound rate. They're grabbing less than one out of every five shots that they take, which is putrid. That's not good. But Ole Miss um, last in the league in allowing offensive rebounds. Uh, so they're not like you mentioned. They're not closing possessions. So. Can Arkansas show some life there? And I think a big a big way that you stay in a game on the road, maybe when um, maybe you feel like you're outmatched in certain areas, can just like can you get some dirty work points, like yeah. second chance points? I think I looked at CBB Analytics earlier. I was looking at kind of an Arkansas team overview in conference, and there's a tab you can select like conference rank. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is 13th out of 14 teams and average second chance points per game at like nine. That's that that number's got to be big. Like it was yeah. bigger. I think it was like thirteen or fourteen the other day against South Carolina, but you hardly noticed it. Right. It, it felt like a lot of those points probably came late, if I had to guess. Um, but yeah, you just you that's that's a surefire way to, to maybe. You can't say surefire than maybe, but that's a that's a great way uh, <laughs> to to try to hang in on the road. You know, when you when you feel like you're outmatched. Sure. Yeah, I I agree. You know, if a few things I think are are pretty obvious to me in this game. Like if Arkansas doesn't play with and match physicality, they're going to get blown out. For sure. They just are. Um, If Arkansas doesn't make threes, it's going to be a long night. Like I just, I think they have to make some perimeter jumpers because of what you're dealing with around the rim. Uh, They're not a good finishing team around the rim. And, uh, you know, maybe they draw some fouls and and get to the stripe. I know FTAs is a big part of their game. Uh, So I'm sure that's going to still be an emphasis, but like, you can't just go in there all willy-nilly against a, a pair of seven-footers and expect to get a bunch of calls. Like That's You're going to get facts. your shot sent back in your face, and it's going to be transition opportunities on the other end. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, I just feel like you know when I think about these big lumbering big guys underneath the rim, well, how do you counteract that? Like you you got to drag them out. Yeah. Um, and so if that means you know playing Brazil at the five, even though you know you're going to get eaten up on the other end, even though Cissé and Sharp aren't very good offensively, yeah. Um, then you got to do that because he can stretch it out and knock down some threes. Or maybe it's, hey, Chandler Lawson, take that shot, dude. Yes. Um, Now's or, a good time to start taking a, a few more threes. Exactly. Yeah. Or get them in ball screens over and over and over make and a big, over. Make a big man move his make feet, Make a move. Dude. Yeah, if they're, just, if they're hanging out under the basket, Arkansas's not going to get anything done. They're just not. That's true. Um, One more thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you get to your next point. Um, Arkansas in the month of January – According to CBB Analytics, 50, 56.3% at the rim. That's almost 6% below Division One average in January. Mm-hmm. On all other shots in the lane, Arkansas is shooting a pretty 28.1%. <laughs> 
And now you just good. you bring Cisse and Sharp <laughs> into the equation. I just don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's almost this almost seems like such an obvious like beating to me that it'll probably be where they win by twenty, and we come back in here on Friday and we're like. Oh, okay. Like, uh, that, that happened, but I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid if it does. Um, I guess it's kind of pointless, I think, at this point for us to predict what Muss is going to do with, with this team in terms of the lineup. And it probably doesn't matter because it's going to continue to change. So I guess th- the better way for me to pose this question to you is like, if you were Muss, what would your starting five be in this game? Who would you roll with? Ooh, good question. Thank you. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm starting Devo and, and T Mark. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where you have to start um, because the back, like you you wrote about it and t- talked about it, that's the backcourt. Can you guard the guards? Like, <laughs> you have to. I feel like you have to start there. Blocker, I think, is your third best guard defender, or he's one of your top guard defenders. Um, he might be better than at least one of the other two, for being honest. I'm a given um, night. He definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> um, I think TB start. I think TB starts. Um, cause you get, like you mentioned, you've got to have guys that pull those, those big fellas away from the rim. He can do it. Um, but again, he's like to pull them away. You've got to give them a reason to believe that you're going to take a shot. So no more <laughs> shot faking on the perimeter. Um, or the first time you touch the ball behind the arc, you need to get one up. Yeah. And st- cause I feel like at this point, um, as hesitant as he's been to take threes, like they're not buying the shot fake. Mm-hmm. And so they're just, they're sitting on the dribble drive. Um, Which isn't the, going anywhere or, anyway. Or on the dribble handoff. Right. You know, it's like the Gene Tossilla bag is just, you know, <laughs> dribble right at somebody and dump it off. Like yeah. that's not that's not going to fly. Um, and I think Chandler Lawson's the, I think, the the other answer um, in the in the front court. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, I think that would be my five and mm-hmm. you just kind of feel things out from there. Um, maybe Jeremiah Davenport is a play in this game because he, I think we mentioned earlier, in, a, in another pod like he's a he's a big bodied six six like he's yep. like 215 so maybe he matches up a little bit better than say a blocker um on one of those guards in this game so um wouldn't be shocked if davenport starts but i'd go mark devo blocker lawson tb i considered seven guys and you hit on six of them um for the sake of being different i will throw my seventh guy in there okay um i'd start battle Okay. I'd start battle. I don't hate it. And, you know. Actually, I, I like it. I mean, people are probably thinking like, well, like why? Like he hasn't been playing at all. Well, neither was L. Ellis. And then he got to start. Right. Right. Um, neither was Davenport. And then all of a sudden he's starting. Like Chan- neither was Chandler Lawson. And then he's starting. So we've seen that it doesn't matter what you've been doing in a game. Like must might put you in the lineup just to see what's going on. Yeah. And I look up and down the roster. And I think pretty much everybody besides him and Bay Fall have started at this point, and Dennis J. Harris, I guess. So, you know, right? That's um, crazy. They've got to at least make a concerted effort to get battle going. And and again, like we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Maybe he's got a bad attitude, or I don't know. But um, you got to have some offensive pop. And like I said, I think knocking down some perimeter jumpers is going to be really important in this game. Like you've mentioned. Uh, finding a complimentary score alongside Tremont Mark is going to be really important, period, not just this game. Uh, so for me, um, yeah, Devo, Mark, Brazil, Chandler Lawson, I feel great about it. I was thinking blocker too for the defensive reasons. I thought Davenport too for the size. Yeah. Give me battle, man. Throw him yeah. in there. Let's just see what he can do. I'm cool. Yeah, man, I'm cool with that. And I think um, battle's got good size. 
he mean, does. It's, it's yeah. just about will he sit down and defend somebody consistently and can like say he he comes into the game like the other day he got three shots up in five minutes like say he plays um say he plays like six or seven minutes and he's like oh for four from the floor you can't let your you can't let your offense dictate you know your right. your mentality on the defensive end if you want to stay on the floor you just but if honestly if Caleb battle goes over four in seven minutes eric's pulling him and he's not playing anymore <laughs> um yeah I, I like the i like the Caleb battle deal and i, I wrote about that I wrote about him in that in that four point play. I was like, maybe I'm just I'm still holding out hope that he's going to reemerge. Yeah, well, I, I mean, think he's just too gifted offensively to just just to just be stashed. How many twenty point all, games all does he have this year? Oh man, I mean, it's a lot. Several, yeah, um, several. And obviously, like he's he's got a, a a track record of scoring at a high rate, and that's why it just here's something that should never be said. Is I walked in the office today, and uh, this is on YouTube for everybody to see. But you said to me, "Name Arkansas's top five scorers in SEC play." Yeah, go just off the cuff. T Mark, obviously. The next thing out of my mouth was not Caleb Battle. That's crazy. Also and, correct. Yeah, also correct. <laughs> right. And and then if you you know we go through it, and then I look at the top five scores in SEC play, and the last guy's not even averaging five points per game. That's a problem. Like T Mark's averaging more. He's averaging over ten points more than number two. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. So he's the only guy in double figures, yeah. right? Even yeah. That's absurd. You got to get you got to get KB going. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm with you. you want to? Can I throw some trivia at you? Of course, you can throw some. This trivia is at SEC. You. This is Arkansas basketball SEC only <laughs> trivia. I just pulled up Arkansas's um, 23-24 combined team statistics and sec games only all right can you name so kind of the same 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 kind of deal when i caught you off guard this morning um you know tremont mark is arkansas's leading scorer so he's their leading shot taker mm -hmm. uh who in sec plays second in field goal attempts second in field goal attempts mm -hmm. um devo uh -uh. Davenport. Uh -uh. Wow. Oh man. Um JD was getting him up there, but he's not second. Brazil? Ding ding ding. No way. Yep. Trevin Brazil is 13 of 34 from the floor in SEC play. Devo is third with 30. Jeremiah Davenport's fourth with 29. So you're telling me that the, the guy, guy who, won't shoot who won't shoot is the is second, second leading second, shot taker yeah. in SEC play. Yep, that's that is the truth. Scotty, we got problems with this team. Yeah, we brother. do, man. That is crazy. All right, there are. <laughs> let me double check this. There are three players on this team with multiple offensive rebounds in SEC play. Can you name them? Jalen Graham. Correct. Chandler Lawson. Okay, I'll. I, Okay, three players with more than two offensive rebounds in SEC play. You got Jalen Graham. Okay. Um, hmm. Gosh. Tremont Mark? Uh -uh. How am I doing with the sound effects, by the way? Great. I, just need Great. I mean, it's, it's electric. We Devo. Uh -uh. Brazil? Yes. Okay. He's one second. more. There's one more. Um, did I say Chandler Lawson? Uh -uh. Makai? Uh -uh. Oh my gosh. Minifield. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> he actually that? he actually doesn't have an offensive board in, in league play. Minnesota. Davenport. L. Ellis. Who's left on the team? Layden Blocker. Oh my gosh. He had so Jalen Graham leads the team in offensive rebounds in league play with seven. Okay. Trevor Brazil is second with five, and Layden Blocker is third with three. They played five SEC games. They have. What is going on? Okay, I think this is the last the okay. last question that I have for you. How many Razorbacks have ten or more assists in SEC play? Zero. That is correct. And that's absurd. They've played, as you mentioned just a second ago, they've played five games and nobody has ten. Who's the leader? Uh, T Mark has uh, T Mark has eight. <laughs> And Keon Minifield, who's only played 64 minutes, has seven. And Makai Mitchell actually is third with six. I hope everybody's listening to this. Take that for data. How's that? <laughs> There's some stats for that your is ass. Literally <laughs> the most absurd shit, right? That is like Makai Mitchell, who's he's played less than Keon Minifield. Yeah. In SEC play, and he is third. And assists in SEC games. I can't wait to clip some of these and just put them out there for the world, for for the the non ball knowers who are not listening to the pod at the palace religiously yeah. yet. Like we're, we're gonna we're gonna spread the word because that's crazy. I mean, I think you can understand where all of Arkansas's issues lie with like Trevin Brazil's taking the second most shots on the t- on the team in league games, but it doesn't feel like it whatsoever. Right. It's just man. I don't Ooh. get it, and you're not sharing the basketball, which is evident. Right. Arkansas has 20 fewer assists in league games than its opponents do. That is. And six more turnovers. Oh, boy. Good trivia, man. Good trivia. I got a, I got a game for you. Okay. We'll play a game. Okay. You ever play uh, Mary Bang Kill? Yeah, I've done that a couple times. Yeah, yeah. like you pick, you like you got three, and you got to pick mm-hmm. who you're gonna marry, who you're gonna bang, who you're gonna kill. Yeah, um, let's switch that up a little bit because that's that's weird to do with uh, with college basketball players. But we're gonna call it start, sub, and sit. Okay. Okay. Start, sub, sit. So I'm gonna give you three players, and I want you to tell me which one you'd start, which okay. one you would use as a sub, play, and uh, and which one you'd have just uh, sitting and let him watch. Okay. Okay. We got three of them. The first set, start, sub, or sit. Keon Minifield, L. Ellis, and Layden Blocker. Start, sub, sit. Mini, Ellis, Layden. Gosh, that's tough, dude. <laughs> so is this like an Ole Miss game specific question? <laughs> so I feel like I've, I've hit on that a little. Um, it's whatever you want man, it to I be. Just don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think I would start L. Yeah, I think I'm on that. I think I'm on that train with you because okay. he can, like I mentioned on the last pod, like I think one of the best things Arkansas has going for it offensively is just L getting an outlet pass from a big if a big grabs a rebound and just running straight up the defense's backside right. for layups. He did that a couple times against South Carolina, helped him get back in the game. Um. Who do you sub in? <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna sub in blocker. I think so too. 
and I'm subbing in blocker and I'm sitting in a field. And that's crazy. Isn't that wild? Because I like Keon and I love the change of pace that he brings. But yeah, where I, where I got to with it when I was thinking about it was I think you can, to me, for all the reasons you mentioned earlier, um, you got to have energy. You got to have defensive intensity. Like blockers got to be in there. So I, I agree with him as a sub. And, and he's I, a big time offensive rebounder. He is. And I, I think you need like one of the two offensive guys, you know, who can make a play between Ellis and, and Keon. And um, I, right now, I think it's Giselle. So, okay. Another one. Start, Gosh, sub, or sit. Okay. Makai Mitchell, Jalen Graham, Chandler Lawson. I think one of these is easy. Starting Lawson. Okay. Um, I think I'm just – I think may, maybe I'm just with everybody else on this. I just want to see more Jalen Graham. Yeah. And yeah. I think I'm going to – I think I'm going to sit Makai Mitchell um, because it's – it's. I think Arkansas would be in a much better position in its front court if he was just playing somewhat like he was last season. Yeah. Like when was the last time you just – after a game, he was just like, man, Kai played great. Kai I, played really good today. I don't know if I've said that all year. And yeah. I've always gone back to like the, okay, he's Arkansas's most physically imposing presence. Like he's their best option. He's uh, like literally the only bull, like yeah. bully type guy that right. they have in the front court. Yeah, he's the, he, he's the guy who can gobble up defensive rebounds. He's yeah. but, but he hasn't done that. And we're 18 games into the season, so I'm out. Yeah. I think I'm out. Um, okay. Last one. Start sub sit. Caleb Battle. Jeremiah Davenport. And for all you Moralton people out there, Joseph Pinion. Sit and Pinion. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about you. Um Start Battle. Sub in JD. Like we haven't seen, but we're like we don't know what a Caleb Battle start exactly. looks like. Exactly. We know so what everything else looks like. Yeah, we know what everything else looks like except a KB start. Maybe he can, you you know, he got in the game the other day and he just started putting up shots. Yeah. KB did. And Arkansas only made five threes in that game against South Carolina. And he hit one of them. He only played five minutes. Like maybe just, you know, let him get shots up. And the way I felt watching it, I wish he would have played more than he did. But even though we haven't really seen him in several games, uh, he comes in and as soon as, as, as the ball leaves his hand, I'm automatically thinking in. Yeah. Every time he shoots it, I think in. Um, I can't say that about really too many other people. No. Um, so I mean, yeah. he's got a very repeatable shot. He can um, get it off at any time. He can elevate. The rotation on the ball is really pretty. And he's just like I miss watching Caleb Battle run off staggers on baseline of bounds plays, catch in the right corner kick a leg as he's rotating back yeah. toward the rim and lets it fly, hits it, and it just snaps the net. Like, we haven't – I miss that so much. Yeah. I just miss it. And I miss the – I miss him doing the shimmy after he hits shots. Yeah. I just – I'm we're longing, not, I'm we're longing not, for Caleb Battle Buckets, I think. We're not too far removed from him hitting a shot and then smacking Muss on the rear end going he back. Did, like, yeah. And now, and look at us now. I I think the pot at the palace is officially back on the Caleb Battle train. We need to remove him from the missing Razorbacks board on John's show. Yep. Uh, I think it's time. I think Keon it's time. Keon Menafield's still missing on the board. He is. Yeah. He is still missing. Yeah. Yeah. He's that yeah. I miss, tough I, scenes. I miss the. Uh, <laughs> I miss, like. I just miss. Ba- Caleb Battle buckets. Like it's fun to watch when he's locked just, in, man. Yeah. I'm just, I think I'm just over here daydreaming about remembering when he. 
went for what was it 21 against duke yeah and he just you know was just dropping wisdom nuggets from his late grandmother in the post game oh, yeah. and it's a great quote know, telling the story about um what was it how what why the shimmy came to be a thing and it's you know ronnie brewer kind of pokes fun at him from being from jersey and you know, just just hit that dance after he hits a shot i just i miss all that stuff yeah and you're right he's like one of the best quotes like he comes in the post games in your story if you're writing a story it automatically gets better because yeah. he's in there 100 um, after the Duke game i think i i recommended the hillside shimmy for for that little dance that he hits because he's from hillside jersey yeah trademark um, it yeah we just said i'm longing longing for that again me too man if he could do it on the road that would be massive you oh, it'd be huge. Hit a shimmy on the road, you know yeah. that's got to be a big bucket. Yeah, do it to the student section, get him going a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I I think he could be a good villain, a good road villain. Oh, absolutely, Arkansas's version of Katie Johnson, except yeah. with a neck and a lot better basketball. The kid from player. Jersey goes to Mississippi and yeah, makes the folks mad. I yeah. can see that. There, uh, there yeah. we go. There yeah, that could go. play out. All right. Well, uh, Scotty, let's go through uh, the Wednesday slate of these SEC basketball games. Um, I've got some lines. Uh, let's go with uh, with some picks and let's get out of here, man. We got LSU on the road at Georgia. Georgia is a four point home favorite. I like Georgia. I think Georgia shoots it well in their building, mm -hmm. um, and I think that Georgia team they're not as good as Arkansas made them look, but I still think they're pretty <laughs> solid. I think they're solid. I yeah. think that that's a just a good word for Georgia. Believe like it or not, they're solid. They impressed me in that game against Kentucky the other yeah. day. They scored 95 points in there. I know Kentucky or 96, whatever it was. They Kentucky's not good defensively, but that impressed me, especially with the pop that was in Rupp because mm -hmm. of Big Z's debut and all that. Like I, they handled it. Yeah, they handled well. it well. Uh, so I think I'm with you. Yeah, Georgia win, Georgia cover. Uh, we've got we're like great game. Um, Auburn on the road at Alabama. Bama is a two and a half point home favorite in this game. Somebody's got to knock Auburn off their high horse, right? Somebody has to. I think it could be the best offense in the country. Yeah, if somebody's going to do it. I think yeah. that building is going to be hot, boy. Yeah. Like, Auburn's number eight in the country now. They moved up in the AP poll. They're number eight. Alabama probably likes, you know, where they're sitting. Um, what is Alabama's record to this point? They're 12-6, and six, coming off a loss at Tennessee. There's no shame in, there's no shame in right. only scoring 71 at Tennessee. Like, they hold yeah. a Everybody and they did lose almost. by 20 in that game, but I, I did see right before we started recording here uh, that Nate Oates is on the Eric Musselman train of, I'm just wondering how competitive my team is, how much fight they have in them. Um, and so he's kind of challenging his guys ahead of this game. Uh, and then, like, what, what adversity has Auburn faced? Yeah. Have they, have they won a close game? I mean... I think they've won every game this year by double figures. Yeah. And I just... I could see Auburn winning this game, but I don't know that I could see him going in there and just manhandling and, and dominating at Alabama. So I might – I didn't think this earlier, and the more and more we, we talk about it and we think about it, like I, I could see Bama getting this one done too. I think yeah, I could. I think I like Alabama too. Okay. And like challenging your team ahead of a, uh, a rivalry game where, you know – Yeah. I mean, there's going to be extra everything in that game, extra emotion, extra energy. Um you know, I think that Auburn, Alabama, on both sides, it brings out extra everything from everybody, and that's why I think that environment's just going to be absolutely electric. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just a shame it's not in a nicer arena. Yeah. 
hate to admit it, but I'm looking more forward to keep an eye on that game than I am the Arkansas game. Yeah, just, probably. Just, yeah, just being honest. Uh, Mississippi State on the road at Florida. Interesting game. Uh, Florida is a three-point home favorite. You go first. I don't know. Mississippi State outright on the go. road. You riding Tolu Smith? Yeah, I love Tolu Smith, I, yeah. man. Yeah, he's a he's a monster. I thought Florida was pretty good too. Yeah, and they're big. You know, when Arkansas played them, but I love Mississippi. I, I'm a big Chris Jans guy, and I'm a big Tolu Smith guy. So I'm in. I'll go the other way just for the hell of it. Um, just be different. I like it. Yeah, Florida. Hey, if you're if you're in the uh, the Gainesville area, I'm seeing right now that you can get tickets for as as low as two dollars. So oh, you got to go to that. That's yeah, you, a that's yeah, a good game. Go, go go yeah. see a future pro in Tolu Smith and. Um, I'll just yeah I'll go the other way I'll, I'll okay. take I'll take Florida at home I think Mississippi State's good like that's a they're tough yeah it's, and it's a team that's you know getting used to playing with with Tolu again mm-hmm. after he missed a bunch of the year what was it like a foot or yeah an foot injury right um, he was out for most of the pre uh, looks uh, non-conference like, he looks like he hasn't missed a beat yeah. really he's a and monster. so that's that's scary um, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll take Florida at home okay last one obviously. Uh, this is interesting. I think it's the first time since 2012 that uh, there have been two teams in a midweek that that aren't playing. So Tennessee and Vandy both have the midweek bye. Schedule's just weird because they're not doing the uh, the weekend off for the Big 12 Challenge and it stuff. It sucks that we have to wait till Saturday for that route. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so Arkansas at Ole Miss, we've talked about it. Um, Ole Miss is a four-point home favorite, which – me, you, and Ellis sat in here, and I think we all shot higher than we that. We did, yeah. I think okay. Ellis was somewhere around eight or eight and a half. Yeah, I said six and a half is and where I, I thought five, it would be. I said five you and said a half. five, yeah. So you were the closest, uh, but four. Uh, I don't know, man. What do you think? And also, okay, so Ole Miss is a four-point favorite. The over/under in this game is set at one hundred and fifty-three points. One hundred and fifty-three points, and then yep. Ole Miss minus four. Yeah, I like Ole Miss minus four. I mean. Haven't seen anything on the road that tells you we've hardly seen anything at home from Arkansas to say that they could, you know, cover plus four. Yeah. But we definitely haven't on the road. Yeah. So, no. The, the only, yeah. <laughs> Ole Miss by, Ole Miss by definitely more than four. Right. I, I'm with you. And the only way I see Arkansas winning this game is if it's one of those situations where, like the Texas A&M game, where Ole Miss comes out and they just look, you know, flat out of it for whatever reason, and Arkansas is red hot. The only way I see Arkansas winning this game is if they lead kind of from start to finish and have some cushion, because I haven't seen anything to this point that makes me believe that this team can go on the road uh, and, and play a Chris Beard coach team and face adversity and pull out yeah. a gritty win like that. Yeah. And, and hey, if they do it. Awesome. Like, I wouldn't be totally shocked if yeah, they go in there and win that, that game. Yeah, that'd be great. That sets up perfectly for Saturday. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah they need to do that for the love of college game day. <laughs> <laughs> Get it done. Uh, but, yeah, I, just, I can't I can't pick that. So I, think, I think Ole Miss is going to be a little bit hungry because you, you start the year 15-1 and one, and then right. you lose back-to-back games. Yeah. And now you return home. I just feel like Chris Beard's going to have his dudes hungry. They were one home. of the last three or four teams in the country that was undefeated. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here they are at 15-3, and three, and you look at the bracketology stuff, and most people have them last four in, first four out. So if I'm Chris Beard, like, I'm posting that all over the, you know, it's bulletin board material. Like, are you kidding me? 100%. Like, we beat 
We beat Memphis. We knocked off Florida. You know, we they were, beat the UCF team that beat Kansas, Kansas and, and Texas. Texas. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're still a bubble team. That's a little bit of disrespect. Right. It yeah. Seems so like. I, I, I have a feeling that those guys are gonna be fired up. And who the heck knows what you're gonna get from Arkansas? Chances are it'll be, uh, you know, some inconsistencies and another ho hum yeah. road loss. Uh, maybe they bring it. I, I don't know. But they're gonna have to do it. Uh, more than just once in Oxford for me to buy in on them doing it uh, on a consistent basis. So for sure, all right, yeah, man. And I, ju- I just don't think like offensively, when you're on the road, it's really big to not get sped up. Like yeah, and I think that's where T Mark can come in handy because it's few and far between when he does get sped up because he's he just plays such at his very, it's such very a meticulous singular individual pace that he plays <laughs> yeah. at. If um, Tremont Mark is leading you in assists in SEC play, we got issues because the ball rarely leaves his hands yeah. unless it's a shot. So. Yeah, that's facts. But like you just, you've got to, you've got to consistently be organized on offense, mm-hmm. and you can't have these possessions where you dump it to Kai at the elbow, and it's just like you're putting everything on Makai Mitchell to go make a play, and then he ends up, you know, he spins, dribbles the ball off his foot. I remember that vividly. Clear as day did that against Florida, and it right. was the most. What in the hell are you even trying to do on <laughs> offense? You can't do that. You can't do that anymore. No, no, that's that's got to be a thing of the past. Has to be. Uh, man, I'm glad you brought up the written content. We're excited about that. I know it felt yeah. good for you. It, it's felt good for me. There's going to be more coming. Um, so hey, NattyStateSports.com. Make sure you guys get over there and check it out. Like we. Oh, by the way, it's free. You don't even have to sign up for anything. It's yeah, just it's, it's free ninety nine exactly, and so that into you know in addition to the the video stuff and the podcast. I like, man, what are we on now? Amazon, Amazon uh, Music, Apple, and Apple. Spotify, yeah. maybe Spotify. But like we're getting on all those podcast platforms, so uh, these things are going to show uh, start showing up in multiple feeds, and and we're excited about that. So we're just growing day by day, little by yeah, little. We were just spamming everybody's Twitter timeline last night when Letting we were them know. we were getting updates from John. He was like. Hey, podcasts are on uh, Amazon Music. I'm like, tweet. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go find it and tweet it. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's uh, it's in Apple Apple Podcast now. Oh, I'm gonna find it and go go put it on my Instagram story. I was just spamming everybody, but people need to know. Ball knowers need to listen. That's right. That's right. We're excited about it. Well, Scotty, man, it's been fun. Appreciate it. We will uh, we will be back here with another episode in your feed Friday and. Who the hell knows what we're going to be talking about at that point, but uh, we'll figure it out between now and we'll then. Keep what it, say? We'll keep it focused on Kentucky. There we go. Yeah, game, game day. day. We'll, we'll have some things to talk about. All right, well, appreciate you guys as always. This has been Curtis Wilkerson, Scotty Borderline with Natty State Sports. It's been the pot at the Palace, and we will see you in a couple days. Mm-hmm.